Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Black and Hispanic groups defend Oklahoma law to end racist abortion eugenics. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. We're going to be talking about this next on Faith and Freedom with Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council filed the first of now many briefs that we will be filing at various state Supreme Courts. This one is at the Oklahoma Supreme Court on behalf of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference, or NHCLC, and the Frederick Douglass Foundation in defense of the state's pro-life law that restricts abortion. NHCLC alone is the largest Hispanic association in America with more than 42,000 evangelical Hispanic churches. Together, we represent tens and tens of thousands of churches between the Frederick Douglass Foundation and NHCLC, and this broad group of African Americans and Hispanics represent tens of millions of constituents. These minority communities have been particularly directly targeted by abortion, and even today, the vast majority of Planned Parenthood abortion clinics are located in black and Hispanic neighborhoods, and there is a specific reason why, and we trace that in our brief that we filed in this decision. Yeah, let's just say, you know, Oklahoma governor back last May made Oklahoma the first state in the nation to effectively protect unborn children by prohibiting abortions from fertilization and allowing private citizens to sue those who help women terminate their pregnancies. And this law, which was passed in the House overwhelmingly and the Senate overwhelmingly, took effect immediately and it bans all abortions except the necessary to save the life of a pregnant woman in a medical emergency or if the result of rape, sexual assault, or incest. So you see that Oklahoma has made uh, it very a very pro-life stand as a state. So now you've got abortion advocates that are fighting against that, hence why we're filing this amicus brief. Yes, and so this amicus brief is a version of what we filed at the United States Supreme Court in the Dobbs case in which the Supreme Court overruled the 1973 Roe v. Wade and 1992 Planned Parenthood versus Casey abortion decisions. And in fact, there were a couple of hundred briefs that were filed in the United States Supreme Court as friends of the court or amicus briefs that were filed. And our brief was one that actually was cited. So it's a very rare occurrence to get one of those briefs cited by the majority opinion. And our brief was actually cited mm -hmm. Uh, by the majority opinion, and specifically mentions that one of the arguments that we made is how abortion is having a very negative effect on various minority communities, and the majority opinion specifically states that, indeed, the black community has been disproportionately affected by abortion. You go back to the history of all of this, and it's obvious why this has occurred. And it begins with the history of Charles Darwin. Darwin wrote The Origin of Species, and he is the one who brought into the idea of this uh, human evolution in his book, The Origin of Species. 
And you usually uh, stop reading or hearing or talking or remembering the book at that point. But the continued uh, name of that book is By Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races. The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races. So he really thought that white Europeans were superior to other races. Yeah, and he felt that uh, evolution would preserve favored races, and the disfavored races would ultimately be eliminated by natural selection, and that the weaker races would ultimately succumb to the more powerful, stronger races. And consequently, he felt that over time— that in order to evolve a better human race, he thought that humanity was evolving into a better class of people, and that there were certain classes of people that brought down the race that he compared to monkeys and baboons and other kinds of things. And he felt that those were like the anchors to the evolution of humanity, and that those particular categories of people would ultimately be eliminated or should be eliminated because they infect uh, the purity of the race. Well, Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, she fully adopted Darwinian evolution ideas, and she used Darwinian evolution to further that elimination of what she would call human weeds. And she did that first through supporting forced sterilization. Voluntary, and then if you don't voluntarily sterilize yourself, then you could be forced to be sterilized, and there would be certain people that would be forced to be sterilized so that they could not procreate another person of their kind. Those kinds of people would fall into different kind of race categories, black, those that are brown, Hispanic, other kinds of individuals that are not from the northern European strand of uh, race. And then any person whose uh, mental acuity or physical uh, condition was ultimately inferior in their minds ought to be eliminated. Mm. And when you eliminate those inferior people that are inferior mentally, physically, and then also from different categories of people, then the race, in her view, could evolve to be a super race. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. I mean, we know someone who popularized that idea in an infamous way, and that is through the Holocaust. Right, Hitler. And that's Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler was a Darwinian evolutionist. He thoroughly supported that idea of evolving a super race by eliminating certain categories of people. And Sanger idolized him. So. And Sanger idolized him, and Hitler even knew about Sanger. Uh, they never, to our knowledge, personally met, but they knew of each other. They both supported each other's um, ideology. And what, uh, in fact, Sanger wanted to do, she wanted to eliminate certain categories. So what we hear uh, have in our brief is some quotes from her. Here's one. More children from the fit, less from the unfit. This is the chief aim of birth control. So she starts off with sterilization before there was a med, um, medical birth control. She starts off with sterilization. 
then moves from sterilization to birth control when birth control was ultimately invented uh, from a chemical standpoint. And then after birth control from a medication standpoint, she moves into abortion. So she included those three areas, sterilization, birth control, and abortion as a means to eliminate certain categories of people, what she would consider to be the defective stocks, human weeds, that threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. That's her words uh, from the Negro Project. Right, and you see a Planned Parenthood is just making a lot of money off of off of targeting these populations. I mean, you have more black babies that are aborted in New York than are born. You've got 86% of abortion facilities are in or near minority neighborhoods. I mean, 86%? They're making a lot of money off these people. Yeah, she's. I mean, this is from Sanger herself from the Negro Project where she wanted to eliminate the black population where she's speaking to the KKK. She said birth control means the release and cultivation of the better racial elements in our society and the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extirpation of defective stocks, those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. In a letter to Clarence Gable in 1939, Sanger wrote, We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, and the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. And you see what the abortion advocates are doing now. I mean, they're using the euphemisms, oh, reproductive health care, and it's a woman's choice, you know, in this decision, instead of realizing you're murdering your children, you're murdering your race. Yeah, Planned Parenthood commits uh, 40% of all abortions in the United States, Mm -hmm. and that's massive. And they are predominantly located in black and brown neighborhoods. So what we have uh, argued in this uh, brief that we filed in Oklahoma is this abortion is racist, it's eugenic in nature, and it needs to stop. And we are defending the Oklahoma law. We are also going to be doing the same in other states, such as Kentucky, South Carolina, and many, many more. We'll talk about that as these briefs are later filed. Continue to pray. It's a great decision, great victory at the United States Supreme Court overturning the abortion decisions, and now the battle is at the states. For more information on our work in this area, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. 